You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this... Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Thursday, brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. Joining us now is a good friend of the show, Ari Wasserman of The Athletic. He's a national college football reporter. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Ari Wasserman, and he had a piece last night on Dan Lanning and the Ducks, and boy, oh boy, did it get a lot of folks fired up. One of the quote tweets I just saw in this timeline that made me laugh, somebody saw the article and quote tweet, it said, Oregon has done more to destroy the fabric of college football culture than any other program, and it's not even close. You can guess which program that guy roots for. He Notre Dame, USC, which program? I uh, happens to be a Washington fan. Oh, because Washington out. and Don James never paid for players back in the <laughs> 1990s. It never happened. Uh, Ari, good morning to you, man. I, You know, hey, as a, as a Duck alum, reading your piece, you know, I was I was like Dan Lanning smoking a cigar. I was feeling great reading it last night. Uh, what did you make of Oregon and just, you know, how they're kind of r- rattling the, the, the cage of modern college football yesterday? Yeah, you know, uh, kind of the existence I have as a, as a sports writer who writes a lot of columns is that one fan, one fan base loves me. And then the rest hate me, you know, <laughs> that's how it works. And then we go around the merry-go-round, you know? Um, and I was the guy that Oregon fans hated a few months ago when I said before they lost the last two games of the year, that they weren't going to make the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing that I find most interesting about Oregon is we are what four months removed from their Georgia game. And you have a Georgia person who came through the Kirby Smart pipeline who probably ran onto the field that day before that game started knowing damn well what was going to happen. Because there is a certain level of talent that is required in college football to compete with teams like Georgia. And yes, upsets happen, but you need that baseline talent to not only beat them on a one-off, but to win three games in a row, whether it be a Pac-12 championship, a semifinal, and a national title, in, or another, in, in order to win it all. So you have a coach who has a keen understanding of what it absolutely needs to look like uh, if you're going to get to the place that the people want to go. And their recruiting class this year doesn't quite reflect what an Alabama or a Georgia is signing. But the way they about went about their business on signing day on Wednesday was very reminiscent of what you would expect from a team like Alabama and Georgia to do on a signing day that's to pillage other rosters or potential rosters to get five-star talent into the fold and replace people that left. And I thought they did a very good job. Now, as you can imagine, all my mentions were about how, you know, Phil might Nike money and, you know, all that stuff. I'm sure that NIL played a factor in this, 
um, because that's the new world of college football that we live in. Unfortunately, it's not public information, so all we can do is speculate. But I think everybody can acknowledge that at least it played a role. And if you're complaining about that playing a role, then you're not built for this new world of college football. You either figure it out and win, or you don't figure it out and you lose. And you can tweet, and you can complain, and you can say things like the tweet that you did just read off at the beginning of the show and say, you know, this isn't right. They're, they're ruining college. Whatever you want to do, that's loser talk. Um, winners uh, figure it out. And, you know, so far with what, what I've seen from Dan Lanning, I, I think that he has a, a keen understanding uh, of what it takes, and this is what it takes. Now, can they do it again next year? Can they do it again the year after that? Um, can they keep going? You know, that's always the thing. Like everybody wants to compare them to A&M and A&M had a very bad year this year after signing 18 top 100 players. But, you know, you don't win a national championship in a year and you don't lose it in a year. You, you got to keep going, you know, and, and that's the thing that I'm most excited about. But if you're an Oregon fan, you got to love the path they're on. Yeah. Well, or, uh, Ari, you say, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can keep it going. And I, I, I agree with that. But I think Duck fan is still sitting here and as great as yesterday was like, Tomorrow might be an even bigger day. There's a defensive lineman, David Hicks, who I guess was an A&M commit, and now people are wondering if he's going to flip. And I guess Oregon's got a lot of smoke with that name. Have you heard anything about him and where he might be leaning and just what that would do of just putting – I don't even know if you want to call it a cherry because he's like one of the best eight players in his recruiting class at defensive line. Add that with Mateo and, boy, Dan Landing cleaning house on the defensive end. Have you heard anything about David Hicks? Yeah, I mean, all the same stuff that everyone else is speculating about. You know, I was looking at his Instagram yesterday and saw he was tweeting stuff about Oregon, but he or posting stuff about Oregon, but he's also posting stuff about other programs. You know, when, mm-hmm. when recruits get to this this time in their recruitments, when they write about the sign, they just kind of go dark, you know. So, you know, all we have left is speculation, and that's kind of the fun of signing day where you get to, you know, think and hope and dream. And, you know, when they finally – you know, sit down in front of a table with cameras and hats on the table. You get to really find out exactly what you've been wondering about. Yeah. But you know, Oregon just Oregon just got three t- top five star players in the same day. You know, like, and I don't know what what's going on with Peyton Bowen right now. He hasn't signed his letter of intent yet. But if they get David Hicks and Bowen signs, you've got four or five star prospects in a single class, and there's only two other programs in college football that did that. That was Texas with four, and Alabama with six. You know, even Georgia and Ohio State right now are only sitting there with one. Yeah. You know, and when you when you think about, you know, roster construction, you have to have top 100 players from top to bottom everywhere you look. Um, but having the top end five star talent certainly makes a difference when it's third and three in the fourth quarter and you're in the tie game and you have a defensive end who can make a sack and change that game like one player can really change a difference. Yeah. We're talking with Ari. I don't know what that was. Was that our it was our system? I don't know what that was. It was a weird noise. Uh, Ari Wasserman is our guest at The Athletic. We're talking uh, at Ari Wasserman on Twitter. He had a great piece yesterday on Oregon and the recruiting class and, and what they're bringing to the table. You, you mentioned, you know, you don't win a championship. You don't lose a championship in one year, and I think it's a good perspective. Like, for Oregon fan, I think they're hoping, you know, you kind of were building this a little bit with Mario, and he was recruiting at a high level, but there were questions about the in-game coaching. He ends up bouncing, and it's like, all right, now you got to kind of start from scratch. Well, here you go, year one. This is a class you bring in with, with landing, and you're off to a good start what does history tell us and i don't know if there's a specific number of kids or years or anything like that but what what does the history tell us about how elite you have to be as a recruiter to really truly enter those conversations are we looking at two classes three classes five classes like is, is there a, is there a background there of numbers that you look to and say hey if you could do x for x amount of years you feel like you have the chance to compete at the highest level yeah well i mean i think this year's alabama's team alabama team i think like 61 of the 85 scholarship players that they had were like high-end four-star prospects and they didn't make the playoff Mm. 
So, like, if that gives you an idea of, like, how deep you have to be. Now, they play in a conference where their their worst team in their conference isn't Arizona. It's Mississippi State, the 19th most talented team in the country. Um, but, you know, it's just the perspective of what do you have to do in order to, uh, you know, not only win one game, but win three games against Monsters. And I think that it's probably a three- or a four-year build. Now, you also have to have an outstanding quarterback, too, because if you look around in in the country right now, the the four teams that are (laughs) alive have pretty good ones. Um, And, you know, here's the stat that I I live by. Because people love to say stars don't matter. They love to tweet at me when a team that's really good loses to a team with less stars. And I get that. You know, it's college football. Upsets happen. But here's the stat. Only three teams since the beginning of the rankings era in the year 2000 have won a national championship without having signed a top five class at least once in the previous four years. Those two teams, or those three teams were Cam Newton's Auburn, who had the maybe the greatest college player of all time playing quarterback, and two Clemson teams with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. All three of those teams signed multiple top ten classes in the previous four years. So, you know, you can talk about what you want to talk about in terms of individual games and, you know, Oregon beating Ohio State on the road last year or Ohio State losing to, you know, to, uh, Michigan this year or the Auburn teams that have beaten Alabama or the Ole Miss teams. I mean, upsets happened. But it's stone car cold hard fact that your team has to be built in a specific way in order to win a national championship. And Auburn's ex- happened in an era where you didn't have to have a path that's nearly as hard as it is now. Yeah. You make it and you have a one-off game. There was no conference. Was there a conference championship back then? I think there was. But um, it's just the path now, conference championship, semifinal championship against three very good teams is a very hard thing to do. Um, and, you know, the thing that I think is best about what Oregon did, even more so than the five-star prospects, was – they lose Dante Moore two days before the early signing period, and they go and they flip a dude who's been committed to, to Baylor and also Novasad for over a year. Baylor withstood, you know, flirtations with Novasad with Texas A&M, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. They just go ruthlessly rip that guy away from him with two days to go. You know, like it's not so much about the numbers and how they compare because I think Mario actually signed a few better classes than this one. It's the ruthlessness and how they were able to execute that at the final hour that makes me feel like the SEC has reached the West Coast because you got an SEC person who's running the show. Yeah. Uh, Ari, I, I got to ask you: Do you have a prediction or feeling of where you think DJ Ui Ungalale is going to commit? Because I think I saw a report that it might be Oregon, Oregon State, and Hawaii are his top three. Do you have any kind of prediction or feel on that one? I saw crystal balls for Hawaii, yeah. which yeah. I thought was interesting. That's not what I thought was going to happen. Um. You know, I don't know. I would I would have been really surprised if it ends up being Hawaii, um, you know, but I thought it would be a Power 5 team for sure, but I, I actually have no clue where that guy's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there were some rumors about him being potentially a package deal with his younger brother, um, you know, that obviously plays a pretty good role for, for what, you know, Oregon fans are hoping for. But, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. And the fact of the matter is that Bo Nix is coming back. So I'm not necessarily sure why he would pick Oregon to begin with. Yeah. All right, Wasserman, great stuff. And fitting during that interview, too, that uh, we got another duck emoji tweet from Dan Lanning in the last three minutes. Uh, so there's, there there's another one right there. So another duck emoji. Go check out his piece on Lanning and the way they finish on signing day at The Athletic. He's a National College Football Reporter for The Athletic at Ari Wasserman on Twitter. Thanks for the time, the insight. Great piece. And hopefully we can do this again soon, man.
All right, man. No problem. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 